How does Hamilton, an arrogant, immigrant, orphan, bastard, whore's son, somehow endorse Thomas Jefferson, his enemy? Hi guys, a welcome man back to despised. Hamilton the Podcast. I'm Clayla Rickson. I'm Brittany Nichols. And today we are talking about Your Obedient Servant, the 20th track in the second act of Hamilton in American Musical, or the 43rd track overall, clocking in at 2 minutes and 30 seconds. Do you like the song? I really like the song. I do too. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's really good. Very emotional. A lot of the history is within the lyrics, but we should say that between the election of 1800 and the duel, which this song sets up, Burr ran for governor of New York. Mm -hmm. And again, Hamilton opposed him. And then there was this huge, there was something released about Burr that was anonymous But Burr got it in his head that Hamilton was the one who wrote it. Even though Hamilton never really talked about writing writing it in any of his correspondence with any of his friends or relatives. But Burr believed it was him. The letters that this song is based on, the dual correspondence, happens June 18th, 1804, to June 22nd. I mean, 26th. The last one between Hamilton and Burr is June 22nd. And then their seconds have correspondence on June 26th, yeah. 1804. At so one this point, happened quick as fuck. Right. And at one point, they stopped communicating and their seconds took over. Right. I guess once you commit to a duel, your seconds do everything else. Which, they don't use the word duel. It's really It's really, like, yeah. It's really weird and like coded. Yeah. But they both knew what they were talking about. Like if I read this, I have no idea that they were yeah. going to go duel. It was very interesting. Hamilton had been involved in duel preliminaries on six occasions. Three times he had been attached to duels as a second or an advisor. Yet he was never actually a principal in a duel. One of the guys shooting. And Burr did sue someone for libel. And he could have also sued Hamilton. He didn't, obviously. And Chernow says that Aaron Burr had been openly accused of every conceivable sin, deflowering virgins, breaking up marriages through (laughs) adultery, forcing women into prostitution, accepting bribes, fornicating with slaves, looting the estate of legal clients. He's horrible. He sucked. He got crazy. He just was like not a good person. Yeah. And this is, and that's what's so crazy. In real life. Yeah. In real life. (laughs) little bit different in the musical but also crazy is like in the letters hamilton still is like i'm not attacking who you are as a person i my problem with you is like how you are politically Mm -hmm. like it with all of that could you imagine someone who did all those things coming up to you and be like heard you talking shit about me but yeah there's plenty to talk shit about like you're terrible i mean look at trump (sighs) yes 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 correct but even then just to be like not hear it when someone says that it's politically motivated. Yeah, that's just a sign of insanity. Get into lyrics. I guess. Oh, it was just say that in real life they did sign them. Your obedient servant, mm-hmm. sir. I have the honor to be your obedient servant. A. Hamilton. A. Burr. All right, getting into this song. Burr starts us out the same way he started out many other songs, except this. Sounds like he's about to murder someone. Yeah. And he's being the meanest he's He's, ever been. Yep. Questioning how Hamilton has any of the things that he has. Because at this point, he thinks that he's tried it Hamilton's way and he still doesn't have anything. So if you've now adopted 
the way that someone does something and you still cannot achieve, then you just move on to blaming other things. And in this case, he blames Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And he ends that with, I want to be in the room where it happens, which is an obvious callback. But he still thinks that Hamilton is the person keeping him out of keep me from winning. I wanna be in the room where it happens, the room where it happens, the room where it happens. You've kept me from the room where it happens for the last time. He literally says, you've kept me from the room where it happens for the last time. And that's when he starts writing his letters. Yeah, he's, like, committed to killing him before the duel even happens. I mean, he's decided... He's got to go. Yeah, he's decided that he wants the duel to happen at this point. Yeah, like, to me, I don't think that he's interested in Hamilton, you know, apologizing or... Well, I also think he knows that Hamilton will never apologize. Right. Yeah. So, then have him writing the letter. Dear Alexander, I am slow to anger, but I toe the line. I reckon with the effects of your life on mine I look back on where I failed And in every place I checked The only common thread has been your disrespect I am slow to anger But I told the line um, Which, a lot of meanings there mm-hmm. I slow to anger is a line from the Bible From Psalms 103 verse 8 No, no, that one Go ahead then. <laughs> the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, slow to anger. abounding in love. In love. Yeah, <laughs> so you could say that he is comparing himself to God. No surprise there. But also keeps in line with Burr's religion theme. Yes. And it also kind of keeps in line with uh, this idea of narrator, how he's the all-powerful narrator. Mm-hmm. Which now we see that he has switched. He's not the narrator anymore. He's mm. just an antagonist. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he goes back to it. But this, well, in, in the this, beginning of this, kind of. Yeah. But in this but part. in this moment. In this yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he's just, just a player. Yeah. A player in the game, not, you know, a player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder how it goes from switches in this, from seeing him as a narrator to him being an active participant, like staging-wise mm, and stuff. Yeah. No idea. We haven't seen it. Because I assume that probably one of the things that one of the ways that they separate him being the narrator versus everyone else is probably the the way the ensemble interacts with them. Like I would think that the narrator might be like a little separate while he's narrating might be a little yeah. separated from the ensemble and not really be being guided by them or interacting with them as much. And I feel like probably this would go from him being like on his own saying this to them. To like, yeah. When he's writing, having the same sort of interactions that Hamilton would be having with them during Mm -hmm. the song. Yes. I wonder if it's just them like writing. You know what I mean? Like it was just them like sort of standing at whatever, their desks or some shit, each like writing a letter and like them reading as the other person is writing. Maybe. There can't be that much happening. <laughs> yeah, there can't be that much happening. And then we have him, you know, toe the line, which kind of has two meanings. Uh-huh. To, like, conform or obey rules, falling in line. You toe the line. If, yeah, you know. but very close to crossing. Right, right. And then the other one is, like, a starting place. Uh, in, like, an athletic an, event. Yeah. Like a, like a track event. Right. You toe the line before you go. For you. Oh, and I, for some reason, I always imagine him going up on his toes when he says that (laughs) word. 
Because his voice gets higher. Yeah, and yeah. To, I, if I was staging this. You would say, can you go on your toes? I would 100% I say that. I would also have them like circling each other. Like while the one Ooh, person was like mm-hmm. reading it. I'll have another person writing it. Like yeah. walking in circles around them. Hit me up. They're stalking each other. They're sizing each other up. Hit me up, Tommy Kell. And then you got that, <laughs> you got that D deal. Got that development deal. I saw that. I look back at where I failed, and at every place I checked, the omen, only common thread has been your disrespect. The checked part reminds me of Washington on your side when we talked about like Hamilton saying check, 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 check. I don't remember the line, but it was a lot of checks. Mm-hmm. Reminds me of chess. Yeah, and that's kind of what we talked about in that song. Mm-hmm. In every place I checked, which is what you do when you think you're about to win, but it's not for sure. Right. Say check. It's um, not in the bag. And then I look back and where I failed, it's it's similar to the melody in a Les Mis song, which is, what's his name, Suicide? Spoilers. That's literally the title of the song. <laughs> it's called Suicide? Javert. I can't say his name because it's French. J-A-V-E-R-T. How do you say that? It's called Javert Suicide. Mm-hmm. That's what the song's called. And it's a whole song about if you've not seen the musical this will probably be a spoiler but Jean Valjean Javert feels that Jean Valjean is this man who has made him look like an idiot it starts out who is this man what sort of devil is he to have me caught in a trap and choose to let me go free because Jean Valjean could have killed him but he decided not to but this is the man who put Jean Valjean in prison for stealing bread and at the end which is what goes into this song he says, I am reaching, but I fail, in the same kind of melody as this. this. man has killed me, even so. I am reaching, but I fall, and the stars are black. But it's also and kind of a similar feeling. I mean, this guy commits suicide, but, you know, Burr could have died. I mean, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have been suicide, but he's putting him himself in a position to potentially die. Kind of similar themes. Cool. The only common thread has been your disrespect. I highly doubt that, Burr. Now you call me immoral, a dangerous disgrace. If you've got something to say, name a time and place face to face. I have the honor to be your obedient servant. These things are in quotes. Yes, because he actually said them. This is a letter from Charles D. Cooper, and Cooper was a New York doctor who wrote to Philip Schuyler. I assert that General Washington and Judge Kent have declared in substance that they looked upon Mr. Burr to be a dangerous man and one who who ought not to be trusted with the reins of the government. But what really pissed him off was I could detail to you a still more despicable opinion which General Hamilton has expressed of Mr. Burr. The interesting part to me about this is that these this wasn't firsthand from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a through the grapevine account of, of what he felt about Burr. But, and this will be Hamilton's point later, like they don't say what the more despicable opinion is. Mm-hmm. They never say what the fuck it is. That Hamilton supposedly said about him. Um, And then he says, if you've got something to say, name a time and place face to face, which is our first allusion to a duel. Yes. 
without actually saying a duel. Then he signs off. I have the honor to be your obedient servant, A. Dotbur. Mr. Hamilton. Mr. Hamilton. Hamilton starts off. A. Dotbur. Mr. Vice President. I am not the reason no one trusts you. No one knows what you believe. I will not equivocate on my opinion. I have always worn it on my sleeve. Even if I said what you think I said, you would need to cite a more specific grievance. Here's an itemized list of 30 years of disagreements. Mr. Vice President. Which you could interpret as a dig. Right. Well, it's also just it's also just a way to separate them. Like it's not familial or friendly at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's responding to this very tersely, but like right to the point. Right, 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 right. Even if you said what you think I said, which <laughs> you, you aren't you, really telling me. Yeah, which yeah. You, you aren't saying, and I'm not saying because I don't know what the hell it could be. You need to sign a more specific agreement, and then we have. Hamilton writing down 30 years of disagreement and sending it. That, like, this is the most I've related to Hamilton. Because that's (laughs) something I would love, would never do, but, like, would love to do. It's just, like, so petty. It's so petty. And, like, they're both being so immature. And this is, I mean, this is similar to how it went down. Hamilton Hamilton says, I need you to be specific. You're yeah. not saying what I've done. Yeah, how am I supposed to refute it if you won't tell me what it right. is? Right, I can't refute what I don't know that I've said. Right. But then also confirming the things that he does think about him outside of this whatever thing it is that he says, which are all political. It's all about them being political enemies. Right. And it's him being like, I've been up front with you for years. Like, this whole time, you have known how I felt about the way that you go about your business. Mm-hmm. So why all of a sudden are you in my face? And then he goes on to say that he's just a guy in the public eye trying to do his best for the Republic. Which, of course, plays into this that Hamilton, you know, has always felt like he's serving this larger purpose. And that he's trying to make decisions that are going to be better for everyone and protect everyone's best interests. And Burr is selfish. And all he cares about is his own advancement. Mm-hmm. And then Hamilton says explicitly, I don't want to fight, but I want to apologize for doing what's right. Right. And then I don't want to fight, I think, is, um, you know, we've talked about how he came out against dueling. Dueling. Mm-hmm. And so he doesn't want to do it. He would, but he's also still stubborn. Yeah, he's, vi- I mean, he's very stubborn. You know, not, he couldn't even, he could have just been like, okay, man, like, Will you just tell me the thing that it is, and then we can talk about it? But he's like, I don't know. I don't, whatever. What it, I don't really know. He doesn't really well, care he what says it that. is. He's, he kind of says that, but in a very passive-aggressive way, which would make no one want to actually do that. Right. Yeah. Because I don't think he actually cares what it is. I'm sure whatever it is is something he probably, he probably did said, say. Yeah. And then we have him saying, I have the honor to be your obedient servant. And then Burr gets real furious. Allow you proceed, good man. Intemperate indeed, good man. Answer for the accusations I lay at your feet or prepare to bleed, good man. Burr, your grievance is legitimate. I stand by what I said, every bit of it. You stand only for yourself. It's what you do. I can't apologize because it's true. Let's stand, Alexander. We hawking dawn. Guns There's not even a greeting. Drawn. No. But then again, ending it with good man. Mm-hmm. Like, in the midst of threatening his life, he still is doing this, like, faux, I don't even know, like, 
what is it even? I don't know. Like I respect? Think, I think it's mixed with, I think it's respect, but also mixed with, remember you're a good man, remember you're a good man. Remember, like trying to get Hamilton to what Burr thinks a good man would do is apologize. And Hamilton thinks he's a good man. And so I think Burr, by putting that at the end, is trying to almost trick, not trick Hamilton. And I think it's a manipulation. For Hamilton to actually come back and say, you know what, you're right. Like, let's talk about it. Sorry. I don't think he wants to actually talk about that. I really think Burr has think just he does set either. out to kill him, and this is just like being. Really I mean, ridiculous. he's trying to he's trying to see if Hamilton for a second won't be Hamilton, and I think I don't know how it would have gone if Hamilton would have tried to apologize, but I I don't know. It's interesting. Part of me thinks that he may have gotten softer in his responses. And then part of me thinks, no, he's on a, you know, murderous whatever. And then he says, answer to the accusations I lay at your feet or prepare to bleed, good man. Well, let's not skip over where he says, intemperate indeed, Oh yeah, good man. Like, he just is telling Hamlet, like, he's the one that's overreacting, that he is the one, that Hamilton is the one that doesn't have any self-control. When he's the one threatening his life, he's literally being like, I'm going to kill you, but you're the one that's overreacting. Yeah, but I think he's also saying you have no self-control in what you say about people. But while he showing does that- have control. He's just saying that I chose to do those things. Right. But then Hamilton says, Burr, your grievance is legitimate. And then he says, you know, I stand by what I say, every bit of it. Yeah, he's saying that, you know, I I say the things that I say. Even though the thing is, like, I feel like that's what happens is they moved past the whatever thing that he said that was despicable. And it's Burr being like, it's not about, when when the truth comes out, it's not about this quote-unquote despicable thing. It's that's about the everything. Thing that's like the impetus for him yeah. starting this. But for Burr, it's clearly about, like, the all these years and years back. and years. Mm-hmm. Of all this shit. And then Hamilton is like, well, now that you've actually said what it is, which is not this one thing, it's all of it. Yeah, I still stand behind all of those things that I've said. Mm-hmm. You stand only for yourself. It's what you do. I can't apologize because it's true. Which reminds of Eager saying, I didn't say anything that wasn't true. Eager, mm-hmm. of course, being the person that killed Philip. Yes. And then Burr says, then stand, Alexander. We hawken, Don. Guns drawn. We hawk and dawn. Guns And then together, they say, I have the honor to be your obedient servant. And they sign off. But in the, You're On, Hamilton is like slightly behind beat, which shows that he does have hesitation because in this moment he has to decide, is he going to defend his honor or is he going to defend his morals almost? Because yeah. like you said, he, he has come out against dueling at this point. Yeah. And then they sign off. Do, 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 do. Boop. We'll talk about this later too, but Ron takes a Ron Chernell, the author of Alexander Hamilton, Hamilton, takes a very definitive stand on what he thinks Hamilton decided to do. Mm-hmm. On page six eighty nine, I don't know if I should save this. You're talking about in the actual duel, right? Well. He says, like, once the duel was agreed upon, Hamilton had to reconcile the two glaringly incompatible elements of the situation. His need to fight to preserve his political prestige and his equally powerful need to remain true to his avowed opposition of dueling. He opted for a solution chosen by honorable duelists before him. He would throw away his shot. That is, purposely miss his opponent. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, we're going to make talk about this so much. Yeah. All right. I'll save that. But Ron, really coming out with what he thinks it is. Yeah. there's a lot of speculation. Yeah, but, I mean, pretty damning evidence and I think the phrase is damning proof, but I'm going to say damning evidence uh, because he died, so it still feels damning, uh, that he says that he's going to throw away a shot. Does he? Yes, he explicitly says he's going to throw away my shot. Hmm. Once or twice, he says. We'll get into it. It's exciting stuff. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> All right. Music. Yeah, so we have the door slam. How does Hamilton, an arrogant immigrant orphan bastard... Yeah, we have the door slam. The beginning is kind of the room where it happens. Ask. The definitive door slam. Because yeah. all the other times have been like the creaking, creaking. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. here we have, it's over. It's done. They're finished. We have the sketching, the sketching sound yes. like from the other dual mm-hmm. songs. We have the tea-drinking-ass music is back, <laughs> reminding us of Farmer Refuted. Yeah. Um, and also because this is, you know, very, like, pomp and circumstance, the way that they're addressing each other, the way that they're, like, writing these letters. All very formal for such a brutish activity. Now, is that the concubine clap in one minute? Yeah, Concubine yes. Clap is in this. It is. Concubine Clap is in this. And then at one minute, you want to talk about the thing where that's, it comes in at one minute and then also at like one thirty six or something. Yeah, there's so there's run. this little run that comes in at a minute, right? A minute? Yeah, and later. And later. Um, and it it's kind of a little rendition of Aaron Burser's beginning, which you can hear now. Now you call me immoral. A dangerous disgrace If you've got something to say Name a time and place Face to face I have Let me offer you some free advice Talk less What? Smile more <laughs> Don't let them know what you're I think it's showing that Aaron Burr is still Aaron Burr But now there's a little bit more in there <laughs> Like a little And I think that's the murderous part of his personality <laughs> coming out And that's it I have the music. Yeah. I mean, this it, this piece really, I think, stands apart from all the other ones. The way that it sounds is just, like, so unique unto itself. Yeah, and for good reasons. This is the moment where Burr really does become the antagonist. Yeah. And then, I mean, and we have these, like, this mix of music in it where we do have the, like, tinkly prance, you know, British music that we've heard when the other people have been singing. Um, like the king and what's his face Samuel Seabury. Samuel Seabury, yeah. Um, because you do you have these two dudes who are like founded this fucking nation who are supposed to be like progressive in all these different ways and they're still relying on this you know old way of dealing with interpersonal issues. Right. They're trying to be, like, very proper in the beginning. And then it kind of slides into the cynical ending. Yeah. The male ego, huh? You guys. Fragile masculinity undermined these two founders of a nation. Yep. Even after all this. I mean, but isn't that all of politics? (laughs) Isn't that all of fucking life? (laughs) Well, guys. That has been Your Obedient Servant, the 20th track in the second act of Hamilton and American Musical, or the 43rd track overall. Three more songs to go. Crazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just can't get over it. It's really crazy that just, like, 
No one could say I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally, all of these people were fucking fighting and dueling because they could not say the words. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's, oh, it's so crazy. It's so. I think that happens. Frightening. Now, though. Oh, it still happens. Yeah, it's just it's like no one has learned different. their lesson. Everyone needs to learn how to apologize and how to do it properly. Yeah. You guys are idiots. I hate everybody. Okay. <laughs> Literally could not say I'm sorry. He could have just been, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Hamilton. Yeah. I feel like he didn't even have to do like a real true apology of like, I'm yeah. sorry for the things that I said and that I said them. He could have I really just been like, man, I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry I made you feel shitty. I'm sorry that like my actions, though valid, have hurt you. Do you think that would have worked? No, but I think he could have <laughs> fucking done it. He could have tried. Like it's just gross that he didn't even try. Well, he doesn't like think he that can he stand had by what apologizing you... to abo- apologize for. But this is so clearly just like Bird just had his feelings hurt. Like, all of these things are just, like, these dudes got their feelings hurt and they didn't know how to make sense of it and they didn't know how to deal with their own emotions. Right, which goes back to how we raise our boys. <laughs> Let them terrible. have feelings. Right, he could he could have just written a letter. Like, imagine if he just written a letter, like, Dear Hamilton, you really hurt my feelings. <laughs> that would require vulnerability, which... <laughs> yeah, just some vulnerability. Are you going to just use, just be open with your feelings, be open and honest? Because if he would have been vulnerable and then Hamilton would have been a dick, yeah, go ahead, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now I'm done. Sorry. You can find us at soundcloud.com slash Hamilton the podcast. And on iTunes, Hamilton the podcast with Brittany Nichols and Kalila Rickson. We're two cartoon ladies with wigs. <laughs> that is who we are. If you would like to email us, you can email us at hamiltonthepodcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails. We're on Twitter at HamiltonThePod. I personally am on Twitter at B is Hilarious. Also on Instagram. You can find me there. You can find me at all the same places as Kalayla Rickson. Um, yeah. You can find SuicideKill.com for screenings and, and news, which there will be uh, some of soon. So keep an eye out. All right, guys. Or not. Do whatever. Live your life. I don't care. Well, we're signing off. Me proudly. You and shame. A.ham. Hamilton was also a dick. Just saying. Not a murderous dick. Well, I haven't murdered anyone ever and won't. But he, Burr, has not murdered him yet. Well, you don't know. The Civil War might be approaching. (laughs) Oh, all right. Oh, there was one point where Hamilton said a civil war would be better than Burr as a president. Did you read that part? <laughs> all right. Signing off. Ada Ham. Ada Burr. It's what Bye. you do. I can't apologize because it's true. Let's stand, Alexander. We hawking dawn. Guns drawn. You're on. I have the honor to be your obedient servant. Ada Ham. A dot bird.